this is Kate Mercer on the Go Well podcast. Welcome. Today I'm talking with uh, Dr. Jodie Lowinger, who is an award-winning clinical psychologist, international expert in anxiety, mindset and resilience, and CEO founder of the Anxiety Clinic in Sydney, Australia, where she has helped thousands of adults, children and adolescents with anxiety, stress, mood and behavioural challenges. As a keynote speaker and international published author of The Mind Strength Method, Four Steps to Curb Anxiety, Conquer Worry and Build Resilience, Jody is on a heart-driven mission to equip people with practical proven techniques to relieve anxiety, stress, worry and fear and build resilient, high-performing and empowered action. Jody has received the University Medal for Psychology from the University of New South Wales in Australia and has worked and trained at Harvard Medical School, Boston Children's Hospital and St. Vincent's Hospital Anxiety Disorders Unit. Welcome to the Go Well program, Dr. Jody Lowinger. Lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, I want to start uh, talking straight away about your fantastic book that's just come out, which is called The Mind Strength Method, Four Steps to Curb Anxiety, Conquer Worry and Build Resilience. You certainly do cover a lot of things in your book. And I'm going to start with right at the beginning where you say that anxiety is not a flaw or a weakness or that you are not good enough, that often people who struggle with anxiety have a rare depth of feeling they care because they care. Yeah, this is built on having worked for many years at the coalface dealing and helping people of all ages with anxiety at various levels of severity as the CEO and founder of the Anxiety Clinic. And so what anxiety is in essence is our fight or flight reaction, our physiological reaction to perceived threat or real threat in our environment. So it is the protective instinct at play when we're experiencing anxiety. It's our struggle with uncertainty. And so it's our attempt and our desire to protect, to control, to make sure that everybody and everything is safe around us. So inherently, it is this deep, uh, caring instinct at play. Mm, yeah, it's a lovely way to start your book. And then the next thing I want to ask you, actually, because I think it'd be interesting to, what, to hear what you say. A friend of mine said that to me recently, that it was uh, mostly people from the lower socioeconomic sector of society that have trouble with anxiety. Is that what you found? I conceptualise anxiety as very much part of our common human experience. Uh, really, a lot of the strategies within the mind strength method, uh, the methodology that I use as well as, of course, contained in the book, are based on neuroscience and based on understanding our primitive drivers as human beings. What the mind strength methodology is, is awareness of when we're engaging in fight or flight driven thoughts, feelings and actions. And that is part and parcel of the brain that we are born with. So I wouldn't typically ascribe to uh, any 
uh, inherent sort of socioeconomic status as making us more or less inclined to experience anxiety. It really is part of our biological predisposition in this way and sometimes is an interplay between what's called nature and nurture. So the genetic makeup that we're born with, our, uh, our brain chemistry and our environmental experiences. Mm. So it's definitely not any particular sort of demographic, and I mean that you've uh, that's very clear in your book with the fabulous uh, case studies that you mention uh, at the beginning that you're working with all the way through the book. Which it looked looked like to me they've sort of selected uh, an age group, a de- demographic, and a good example is say somebody in their twenties, somebody in their thirties, somebody in their forties or fifties. So you've got about four different people you're working with, which is great because I think most people who pick up the book would have someone they can relate to. Yeah, thank you for highlighting that. I very much wanted to be a handbook for everybody, uh, whether it's men, whether it's women, whether it's parents struggling with wanting to look after their children or look after their adolescents, or whether it is in fact an adolescent or a young adult. Uh, ultimately anxiety impacts all of us. So with those case studies, I think I've got, I start with a, a child and then there's a teenager and then there's a young adult and then there's a, a, a mum and a dad and all various different stages of life really to bring home the fact that we are all in this together. And the mind strength methodology actually is something that works in every single situation with these particular ages because it is it's built on um, our human responses in particular situations so the methodology does apply for everyone which is the power of the methodology and my joy to be able to share it on scale yeah, it's fabulous. Well, look, are we able to actually talk about one of those case studies? I did uh, pick out the 22-year-old student. Are you able to actually talk a bit about that person who came to see you and what was what the issues were and then uh, give us a little bit of a taste of what your methodology is and how you worked with her? That, that was Ali, the 22-year-old student. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's great that you identified Ali because Ali was really experiencing and this is the the name is not the name of the the actual client (laughs) Um, protecting people's confidentiality of course Um, but what Ali was experiencing is something that we uh, experience very much in society is this fear of being judged negatively, uh, so social anxiety, as well as um, performance anxiety, so fear of, of failure or fear of making a mistake. And once again, built on this, this deep level of care to um, come across well, to do the right thing by others, uh, a, a beautiful um, inherent kindness, uh, but in this, it is the double-edged sword of anxiety. So what I commonly find, and this is not in every situation, of course, we are all different. However, there is a common thread of a um, analytical mind and this, uh, let's say, empathic heart. And 
Uh, there's lots that I could say about this. However, with uh, Ali's experience, what we did was an, an, um, focusing first and foremost on building that self-awareness around when that worry story was taking hold and allowing her to notice and not get hooked into the narrative of what that worry story was telling her and building self-awareness around the unhelpful behaviors that took place but also understanding anxiety when we can understand anxiety and learn not to hate it but to build some response with helpful actions rather than unhelpful actions one of which is acceptance of the experience and realigning to helpful responses rather than fighting and struggling because that keeps us in that fight or flight reaction this is part of the power of building self-awareness oftentimes it's not necessarily the initial experience of anxiety that makes us um, uh, you know, escalate the anxiety, but it's what happens when we get anxious about being anxious. So this building awareness around this is incredibly helpful. And then it's thinking about how can you respond with helpful actions with what I call heart driven or values aligned actions. That is the pull towards a desired direction in life rather than getting caught up in fear-driven actions, fight or flight-driven actions, which might be things like avoidance or, or escaping the situation or second-guessing ourselves or over-checking um, or being passive as opposed to a values-aligned action, which might be leaning in to approaching those social and interpersonal situations um, uh, experimenting with engaging in assertiveness which is um, part of our right as human beings and learning that when we do this the outcome is not what worry is tricking us into believing we build up resilience and we build up our capacity to stretch our comfort zone and embrace life aligned to things that are values driven, not fear driven. Mm, yes, all of that makes a lot of sense. I'm just actually having a look at some of the phrases that you've used as well, which I can really, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. One of them is um, that anxiety is a catastrophic interpretation of sensations um, or the, the what if scenario, uh, which is, you know, having, you know, I guess, things going round and round in your head about perceived threats, perceived being the key word, isn't it? It's all about some of these key words, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, when we can understand these unhelpful mental processes that are taking hold and unhelpful behavioural actions that are fear-driven that get in the way of us living our life the way our heart wants to live it or our values want to live it, then uh, we can... Uh, notice the unhelpful and uh, realign to the helpful. As I mentioned earlier, stand up to the fear-driven actions, which there is certainly a time and place for that. You know, we don't want to hate that, you know, amygdala part of our brain. It's there for a reason in the case of a real threatening situation where we absolutely want to um, run away if we have to or fight if we have to. Um, so 
uh, but it's understanding that that's the situations that that is reserved for. Oftentimes what happens, particularly in the uncertain world that we live in, is our grapple with uncertainty. And that's what worry is. Worry is our, um, our discomfort with uncertainty, where we fight and we struggle to get certainty um, when there is no certainty. And when we fight and struggle, that's what can tip us into um, getting anxious and then getting anxious about getting anxious. Yes. So actually, um, we might get Yes. Actually, it's really good that you finished on getting anxious about uh, being anxious because that was my next question. And I actually felt that, and I don't have a problem, I hadn't thought <laughs> with anxiety. But when I was reading your book, I was actually, I was getting a little bit anxious reading your book. It was like, wow, it's amazing. But even that, then you just have to stop and look at your brain, your brain, you know, and that's what all of this is really underpinning everything, isn't it? It's just watching how the brain is reacting and just being, oh, okay, right. Well, I like, well, I don't have to necessarily listen to what you say. You can talk to your own brain, can't you? It's, it's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And the power of building in a pause the power of the breath, that long, slow out breath yeah. uh, to take us out of fight or flight, which typically wants to hijack our brain. And, uh, and so this is core to the mind strength methodology. And part of this as well is a toolkit to build uh, well-being. So there's a number of chapters in there that relate to uh, the power of the mind-body connection and making sure that you leverage uh, what we know to be scientifically supported strategies to look after our body in order to look after our mind and our mental health, um, so our phys physical well-being, but also to recognise the power of what I like to say, small is better than not at all. So when we can allow ourselves to be comfortable with imperfection, uh, this can be liberating. So a number of the chapters in the book deal with overcoming um, imposter syndrome, which is built on um, a, a belief that we need to be perfect in order to be okay. And many strategies around boosting confidence, boosting assertiveness, and our uh, ability to engage in uh, strategies that help us respond to life with self-compassion and kindness and getting our needs met as individuals. Um, another part of the book also looks at the interplay with mood and anxiety. One of the tools in the Mind Strength Toolkit is engaging in scientifically supported mood boosters, recognizing that when we look after our mood, it can really help with anxiety. And when we look after anxiety, it can really help with boosting our mood. Yeah, wow, there's so much there, Dr. Jody Lounger. It's so fabulous to have you on, on the show and sharing uh, some of what you've been studying and, and uh, and bringing to people through your anxiety clinic for many, many years. Um, really grateful to you um, to come, uh, for coming on the show today. 
Um, so is there any sort of finishing um, tips that you'd like to give to our listeners or perhaps a question I haven't asked you that you think it's important that we do share? I, I thank you for that. I, I very much want people to recognise that this is a little bit of a, a different narrative around anxiety uh, because what can be challenging in society is our belief that feelings mean that we're not good enough and uh, that we need to squash them down and, and, you know, we get these extra layers of um, perceived weakness or shame and, um, you know, feeling not good enough because we feel not so great. And so I want people to recognise that all feelings are okay. It, we want to stand up to stigma and shame and respond to emotions with helpful strategies as opposed to unhelpful strategies, uh, which unhelpful strategies in society is denying us the right to emotions which are just core to who we are as human beings. And yes, with anxiety, people do experience anxiety to various levels of severity, but the mind strength methodology is powerful and can in many cases be transformational within people's lives, no matter what level of severity. So it's not about not having the feelings. It's about creating space to be proud of who you are and respond with helpful actions rather than unhelpful actions. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll um, post uh, as well on Facebook um, after the show with, uh, with, with further links. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Dr. Jodie Lowinger. It's such a pleasure to be here speaking with all of you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.